Welcome to the Be The Lead Podcast. I'm Brent Yates. Here we go. Hello, coming to you from sunny Nashville today. Well, if you joined us last week uh, with Michael Chandler, uh, I know you were inspired uh, to hear his story, to hear his heart, just how he lives, how he motivates himself and lives his life, uh, just not on a professional level, but on a personal level. And I knew when I met him that I wanted to bring him to you. And the stories that I want to bring, the people that I want to bring in here inspired me in some way, and I want to expose them to you. And so our team here at Be The Lead, uh, I thank you for getting us set up today. Uh, the hard work that goes in behind the scenes, uh, I just sit down and grab a mic and get to talk to you. So uh, again, Michael Chandler, my very first podcast, thank you for coming over and uh, sharing time with us. Um, if you heard the podcast and if you didn't, uh, might not make sense where I'm going next, but we related on a couple levels uh, from athletics to business, uh, but my athleticism um, my mom gave me that, bless her. Uh, she's a much better athlete than me, but I played uh, college basketball uh, for two years. Uh, I went on uh, after that was done and, and played a, a, a Florida Circuit golf. Uh, it was like a pre-mini tour type qualifier to be on a mini tour and, and soon realized that uh, that wasn't going to be my gig either. So uh, then went into uh, a family business about a year later and uh, got serious with life. But I wanted you to just be aware. Um, when I bring you an athlete, uh, you know, and as we talked, uh, I still train. I, I think I train at a high level, as high a level as my body will allow me. And what I talked about was my mind. If I've got my mind right and it's over top of this thing, uh, we're, just, we're just going. And we, I want to go to higher levels. Uh, one of my inspirations is Jack LaLanne, and when I'm thinking I can't do it anymore, I watch him pulling boats, uh, 15 of them at 75 years old, uh, with a rope in his mouth, and I go, okay, I, I can go forward here. So from a business perspective, um, ran a family business, um, then went to uh, a couple of startups, uh, bought a couple of franchises, still run one of those today, and one of the startups, and looking at another startup currently. But I've looked at hundreds of businesses over the years, and um, I say hundreds. That might be a bit of an exaggeration, but lots of businesses. And I, and I, and I kind of have some of the do's and don'ts down. And uh, part of our platform is sharing, not just from an athletic perspective, but from a business perspective. But my background lends to both, and I'm excited to share. And uh, the next guest coming up, um, if you happen to watch the Masters three weeks ago on a Thursday, Jim Nance. Uh, interviewed or actually gave the mic and the camera to Kevin Hall, uh, former Ohio State uh, golfer, acad academic golfer uh, in the early 2000s. And what I saw from Kevin, like, inspired me. And like I said at the beginning of the show, if they inspire me, I want to bring them to you. So uh, immediately our uh, team got a hold of Kevin, got a hold of his family, and uh, Kevin's with us here today. Um, to share, you know, where he's going. He's been given an amazing platform uh, just three weeks ago. He was already a professional golfer, but uh, his platform is his. Uh, it's been elevated, and what's he going to do with it? And that's what I want to find out. What is he going to do with it? So I'm going to show you a clip of, if you didn't see the opening to the Masters on Thursday three weeks ago, uh, we're going to show it to you today, and uh, then I'm going to bring you his story and really tie into where he's going. And uh, just like me, four months ago, I wasn't doing any of this. 
wasn't uh, writing a book, didn't have a team around me, and here we go. So I want to drive a stake in today with these athletes and go, what are you going to do tomorrow? Yesterday is gone. Where are you going to? I want to inspire them. I want to help them if I can to go to a different level with the tools that have helped me. But today, Kevin Hall, really looking forward to your story and hearing where you're going. And so uh, watch this clip and we'll be right back with you. The Masters. It heightens all of our senses. Traditionally, it's a springtime celebration. But this year, it will look a little different. And it will sound a little different too. What will the Masters sound like without those moments we all share? Will it feel any less special, any less memorable? What will it feel like played in near silence? I was only nine when I first picked up a golf club. And at first, communication was very challenging. But my parents said, whatever you put your mind to, you can do. Kevin Hall knows exactly what the Masters will feel like. Deaf since childhood, he's a Big Ten champion and a pro golfer who still dreams of one day playing in this tournament. What I love about golf, it's the challenge of the game. Golf will never let you master the game 100%. Never. So you have to challenge yourself. I've been watching this tournament since I was 10 years old. I know every hole, every champion. When someone hits a great shot here, this place goes crazy. Like when Jack Nicholas won. At his age, that putt, that is beautiful. And watching Tiger on the 16th hole, I felt nervous just watching. Just the way he hit the ball and how the ball reacted to the green. Watching that ball roll down the slope and sit on the edge of the cup. I was on the edge of my seat. And then the ball went in. And I saw the people on television. It just made my hair stand up. It was just such an amazing feeling. In your life have you seen anything like that? Palmer, this week, the pursuit of a green jacket continues. For so many, the dream of winning here has driven them for a lifetime. As a golfer, I would love to compete in the Masters. That would be amazing. This year's tournament may not look or sound the same. But will it feel the same? After all, it's the Masters. No matter what it sounds like, it's a tradition unlike any other. Welcome to the Masters. Kevin, good morning. Good morning. Um, what our audience just got to see was three weeks ago, you on the Masters opening with Jim Nance. And in that moment, when I watched it, as I think the rest of America did, uh, if they haven't, they just watched it just now. I was inspired by your heart, um, by the sense I got from you in that moment, which is some, to some people crazy. What I saw in you was was two people that came and I met this morning in your parents. And what I saw was a heart for God, but an excitement and enthusiasm for life that I wanted to expose on a higher level for our audience. So thank you so much for coming. 
happy to be here. Awesome, awesome. Well, it, it, it was really just, you know, as I saw uh, bringing you and your parents down here today, uh, exactly as I spoke to your father on the phone a, a couple times before you got here to learn more about you and, you know, how you got to the place uh, where Jim Nance and company call you up and go, hey, will you, will you open, you know, the most prestigious golf tournament in the world? Uh, I, I don't know what that platform feels like for you. Uh, I can imagine as an athlete and uh, a businessman, I mean, truly the pinnacle of anybody's life to be exposed on that level to encourage America at that point is just, I, I, I know you get the chills and we talked about that. I have them right now. So it's an honor for me to have you here with me today. And as a fellow Buckeye, especially to, uh, to share the morning. So uh, again, uh, really, really uh, proud to have you and, and, and to establish a relationship with you. Um, what we talked about uh, uh, before the opening and before we sat down today was your accomplishments uh, in the Big Ten, not just as an athlete, but as an academic. And, you know, I think Ohio State has, I don't know, let's just go with 10,000 athletes there at one time. Uh, you know, you were the top one or 200 people that would earn an academic and an athletic scholarship four years in a row. And that's, you know, with, with being deaf, you know, I think, I think I know that you've gained other senses that I felt from you, uh, not just on the broadcast, but uh, from, from this morning that, you know, I don't think you're at a deficit. And I don't think that anybody can operate at the pinnacle of their game, at the pinnacle of a sport like golf, with any kind of handicap. So I think that uh, it's really amazing what I see and feel that, you know, you get it on a different level. And at Be The Lead, we're about helping people go to a completely different level. And so uh, as we speak today, we're going to talk about what that may look like for you. And I, I think, I think it's, it's, it's my honor, again, to have you here this morning. Great. <laughs> so I know you currently live in Cincinnati. Yeah, so, so golf right now, I just drove through there uh, uh, three days ago. Golfing in Cincinnati is not, not, not the place you probably want to be. Yeah, it's a little bit cold right now. Golf courses are a bit soft and wet, so not a lot of golf can be played on them. But I do what I can. Yeah, yeah. So do you have an indoor facility that you, can, that you practice at? Yeah. Yes. I'll go to an indoor driving range, and that, that has a heating capability, so I can work on my form, you know, things like that. Good enough for now. Yeah. Until I go to Florida. Yeah, and so when do you go to Florida? I plan on going in early January, practicing for a few weeks there before I fly to California. Well, I know you played on the PGA Tour and, and are still on the tour. And uh, as I had mentioned uh, in, in the opening today, like I went on a, a, a little tour some, some years ago. And the difficulty to break through at, you know, with, with, with anybody's ability is tremendous. And the pressures uh, that I didn't... You know, I don't even know how you relate to some of the pressures or how we relate to yours. But I think um, knowing as a, as a fellow golfer the difficulties to communicate, 
not having a, an interpreter, not being able to feel everything that I feel and have every advantage. Like I had every advantage known to man to make it on the golf tour. I had the abilities, I had the mental side, I had the, the, uh, the uh, foundation from my parents. But what you've done in being with your handicap, I, I think is truly, truly remarkable. And uh, so I think what we talked about this morning. Thank you. <laughs> you, are, you are very welcome. Uh, when, I, when I look at that and I look at what level you're playing at, and uh, Nick and I, uh, we think we're doing okay. But, you know, when we talked about it, it's like, you know, I don't know how you've done it. But what at Be The Lead and, you know, our team want to do is, you know, anyone that has not just the ability that you have, but the heart that you have for people, you know, we want to we raise that. That's what we're trying to do through Be The Lead, through our foundation, restore us, through, um, through the book we're writing. We're trying to empower people. And I believe that you have the secret sauce to help us do that. And that's who we want to surround ourselves with here at Be The Lead. So uh, again, you know, getting you here and having these conversations this morning and right now, uh, I think I know that people saw it on the Masters, but I know they see it right now, that you are special. And uh, to, again, really, really a pleasure to have you. Yeah. So uh, a couple of the conversations we had this morning were around, you know, uh, I had a conversation on my last podcast uh, with uh, Michael Chandler around, you know, you have to have every tool available to operate at the highest level of your sport. And, you know, we talked about, you know, those things. And I think that, you know, at Be The Lead and my life at this point with all we've been blessed with around us, you know, I feel like we can help you with a couple of things. And I'm really excited with the platform that was established for you it's our, it's our idea that with that platform, we want to take you to an even higher platform. And your excitement and enthusiasm around that, although it was a new thought probably this morning, is, you know, where am I going to go? What's next for me? And I know that your heart and desire is to play golf at a higher level. So how can we help you to do that? And you know, Do you have some thoughts around that or um, in, anything that, that inspired you this morning that maybe uh, applicable to a conversation around how we might help you. Well, I think at this point in my life, it's um, becoming at peace with myself and my game and how I approach the game itself and how I play it. I just really want to become at peace with that and that comes, you know, from up here mentally and from my heart. I think that's very important, you know, going into next year. If I want to move up to a higher level, I know physically I'm there and I have the skill set. But I need to be more in tune with my own game and more mentally focused. Awesome. Tell us about your caddy. Do you have a caddy that travels with you? I know your, your mom and dad had mentioned they travel with you, which is a blessing. The sweetest people that I've met in a long, long time. To have them as supporters is huge. But your dad, I don't think, is always on the, on the course with you. So talk to me about that relationship, if you have one, or if, if that may be part of the game that you know, we could tweak a bit here. So on the PGA Tour, they have professional caddies. 
um, and the tournaments that I've played haven't typically had professional ca professional caddies, so my dad's actually done it, and he's great. You know, he knows how to play the game. And, f f you know, has a understanding of different golf courses and what strategies may be best for uh, different holes. So sometimes I don't listen, but... <laughs> I've played uh, maybe nine or ten PGAs at this point now, and I've had professional caddies. So it, it's very different from when I have my dad do it. I love working with them, but the communication is pretty tough. Yeah, yeah. I got to think, I know in the day when I would, would play with a caddy, I mean, we had all, I, I thought that was best. And, and their help, like it's, it's another set of eyes, it's another set of ears. Uh, it, you know, it's that feel and sense and that confidence that they can give you that can keep you in the zone and take you to a different level where, or it's just a conversation to not think about golf and think about, you know, how beautiful the day is and how abundant we are just to be playing the game and doing what you love. So I think, I mean, I mean, for me, when I looked at all the things that you have and all the, as far as you've gone, I also look at, you know, you don't have every advantage that the rest of your competition has. I recently was competing in a long, long, long drive contest. Um, I ended up tearing my shoulder up. But when I went to my first long drive contest, um, I didn't have the right equipment. I didn't know really if I'd want to do it or not. So I didn't buy the equipment. And I thought, well, maybe I'm good enough just the way I am. But I flew to Florida. I competed in a, in a one-day event. And what I soon realized was I didn't have the right equipment. So I went to a five-degree driver, uh, 48 inches long, and uh, my last drive I hit in competition was 316 yards. But when I look at your situation, and, you know, I'm competing with old guys like me, right? You're competing with the best athletes on the planet who have every advantage on the planet. I look at you and I go, you know, you know, I, I don't want to help those guys, but but what I do feel passionate about is helping somebody that's got the heart that you have. And I think when I when I look at it, it's like, you know, how can, you know, you don't have a mental coach. I know every one of those guys out there has a mental coach. Um, I know you do a part-time swing coach or you text someone. Uh, I, I don't know how that works, but these guys have coaches with them all the time. And I know what your passion is. And whether it's, whether it's physical or whether it's mental, I mean, if you're, if you're serious, and I think you're really serious about going to the next level, we've got to get you what you need to compete with those boys. I mean, we're watching them every week, and like, like they're hitting it further, they're thinking better, but it's that team aspect that I think um, what I came to understand was the team aspect. When the top players now win a golf tournament, that's what they talk about, is team. Right. And it's for me, it, I see you pretty much. I mean, you're not carrying your own bag, but it's your team. And that's tough to compete with. Yeah, I would definitely agree that you need a team, a mental coach, a caddy, uh, a physical driver. So it really just there's a lot of people that go into the team. And I ha I've seen players on tour that I now know who have that core team to them. 
And I mean, I think I have a strong team, having my parents be there to support me, and a small group of friends, and of course, God. So, I, I mean, I'm sure I'm still missing some things that could help me get to the next level, of course. Uh, based on the players that I know and have seen. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess again, I relate it to trying to hit it longer. I knew I had to have the right equipment. So, or I wasn't gonna be able to compete. So, so as you look at your competition today and when you go to the driving range and they have a couple coaches and you know, somebody's looking and analyzing, somebody's talking to them, I think, I think that's next level for you. you know? And I think uh, that opportunity is, is part of what today is about. Awesome, awesome. So inquisitive minds wanna know just how you were contacted by CBS Sports, Jim Nance, however that happened, and when. Tell me about, before the Masters, how that all came about. So one day I was finished with golf and I went home and I took a look at my phone and I saw an email from the producer at CBS saying, hi, Kevin, how are you? And then it also was saying that we wanted you to open for the Masters this year. And apparently it was Jim Nance's idea. I, you know, I was just reading through it, trying to grasp my mind around it. And then I told my parents, and they were like, what? They couldn't believe it. And of course I responded telling them I was completely interested. And then everything just kind of went forward from there. So how much notice did you have? A couple days, weeks? I want to say it was around two or three weeks. Okay, okay. So you're... But I mean, everything worked out fine, so... Yeah, yeah. So, so you flew, you drove down to the Masters. Who'd you go with? I drove down with my parents. Yeah. It was only eight hours, wasn't too bad, so yeah. we, we drove down. Very good. Had you been there before? I've seen the gate, <laughs> but I've never gone through it. Outstanding. Awesome. I had the pleasure of going down three years ago and on a Saturday and, and just being in the presence of that hollowed grounds. It was truly, just to be there was not playing, not, not having the pressure of playing or ever thinking about playing there. Although while you're there, you think of it, right? You've seen all the shots. You've got to feel um, all the magic that, that only that place has. Yeah, you feel the history. All the players who have been there before, you just feel it. Yeah, but the DV definitely does the golf course no justice. It's really beautiful. Just all of the hills and everything about the course. When I was sitting on number 12, you could see 11 from there. And you could just see all different holes and diff all of the hills and could look to my right or left and see different parts of the course. And then 13 was down the way. It was just really amazing, the whole experience. Yeah. Yeah, the way the course rolls, when I walked it, I was with a good friend, Danny Nelson, and it wore me out just walking. Like, we'd walk and then stand for five minutes, but everything's up and down, undulations, everything's moving. There's rarely a flat lie there. So, so Jim Nance, or the producers of CBS, got a hold of you a couple weeks before 
the airing of, of this year's Masters gave you the idea. Obviously, you jumped right in. You drove with your parents down to Augusta. Um, how long did it take to film? Uh, was it a big production? A lot of people, to, you know, set the scene for what that all looked like and, you know, being there knowing that you're going to be a part of history. I mean, I had a lot of goosebumps all day. Uh, there were a lot of people there trying to set up everything um, on the hill of number 12, the 12th hole. Um, or I had it right behind me, actually. And it, you know, it didn't really hit me that I was doing it until everything was done for the day. I want to say it took us all morning at the course itself and then all afternoon at another, uh, at the driving range. And so during that week after you went home, you never, did you ever get to see what it really looked like, how it turned out, how did, you know, what was in your mind of, you know, how did I do? Like, the world's going to see this. You had to have been a mess. I would have been a mess. Yeah, they wouldn't share anything with me. They said they wanted it to be a surprise. <laughs> so... Of course I was nervous. I mean, we had been recording for roughly like eight hours. I was wondering what they were going to use. Yeah. So I kind of, you know, just tried to place it out of my mind until Saturday when it was live. And I was nervous but excited. And so I was like, all right, I'm just going to go play golf instead of wait around for it. And then when I finally saw it, I just, I couldn't say anything other than wow. Yeah. Yeah. So you're telling me that the day that you knew it was going to go, go live, you went to the golf course with buddies? Is that what I just heard? Yes. Yes? Okay. How, like, was it on your mind when you teed off? Was it on your mind on any of the holes? Were you like, oh, I got to hurry up and get this round in so that I can go watch it live? Or you were like, forget this, I got work to do. Nope. Just played like normal, you know, a normal round of golf. Was focused on the game. Trying to beat my friends. And, and did you beat your friends? Take their money. <laughs> How was your round? Tell me about your round. Of course I beat them. <laughs> Very competitive that day. So I won the front nine. I know that. And then when I got to the back nine, that's when my phone started, you know, blowing up, essentially. And I was five under at the time, and then I started losing focus. <laughs> I was trying to read what people were saying, but also play golf, so I was going between the two. Oh. The back nine was not my game. Okay, so someone just handed me an email that you got during your round that, that day. And at what hole were you on when you got this email from Jim Nance? Number five. Oh, number five. And how were you playing at that point? So when I got to number five, I was three under. And then I read that email <laughs> from Jim Nance. And I had gotten an eagle. So right after I read that email. You got an eagle after you read this email? Yep. Oh, amazing. Amazing. Well, I want to share. Do you mind if I share this email with the audience? No, that's fine. Go for it. So at 9.34 a.m. on the first day of the Masters, Kevin's on the golf course with his buddies. Um, he knows that the broadcast is going live, and he gets the email from Jim Nance, which says, Hello, Kevin. 
It's Jim Nance from Butler Cabin. Now, right there, my heart would have stopped, right? I mean, most Americans that love golf and love America's game, that would have been it. I can't thank you enough for providing us with the greatest single opening segment we've ever had at the Masters. It's going to be a profound impact on millions of viewers today. I've never been more inspired. Inspired. God bless you, Jim Nance. I mean, I have goosebumps right now. Yeah, Amazing. imagine how I felt at that moment <laughs> when I read it. And so I have goosebumps. Check them. Um, so this morning when we talked, and you know, what I, what I expressed to you was, that's what I saw, that's what I felt, that's what everyone felt in the world. Let's go with, I don't know, 50 million people saw you, saw who you were, felt who you were, and that's, you were given a whole different platform on that day. And, and, and I'm not sure, I think when we're in it sometimes, it's like when we're swimming two miles out in the ocean, like we're just trying to figure out what the next stroke is. And I know that's where you're at in life, trying to take your golf game to a whole nother level. And I get that. That's the zone of life you're in. But for me, sitting back here looking at you, you were handed a platform on that day that no one else on this planet was handed, especially on that day. No one else that probably listens to us today will, will ever get that moment of, of being contacted by CBS Sports and going, hey, we want you to be on a broadcast uh, that millions of people across the world and are going to watch. So, so congratulations. Uh, I really, I, I know I talked earlier about you. You know, driving a stake and going, you know, everything that's got me to this point is a beautiful thing, right? We, our parents, uh, we came from the same place. We had the support of loved ones around us. But for me, for you, I want to see what you do from here. Because God, in that moment, said to you, Kevin, hey, you're going to impact the world. And now you've done that. And now what God always says to me after I think I've made a little step is, what are you going to do next? So that's what we're interested here in and be the lead in is what you're going to do next. And we're really excited about what that looks like for you. I mean, I'm excited about what it looks like for myself, too. Not really sure what God has in store for me, but all I do, can do is take it one day at a time, see what happens from there. You know, just keep working, keep having that fire in my gut. That's what's at. That's where it's at. Well, Kevin, thank you for the behind-the-scenes look at uh, your experience and sharing that with, with our audience today uh, uh, about what that felt like and looked like. And, um, it gave us all goosebumps. That's, that's not something we get to, to experience every day, so thank you. Uh, we, t we talked earlier a little bit about what we do here at Be The Lead and, and the book, and uh, really my story has been about the sources that God has provided to me in my life, especially when I was really down in my life about a decade ago. God just threw people and organizations, churches, uh, and it never stopped. Trainer, athletic trainers. I mean, it, it, like God said, one of those isn't enough for you. I'm going to continue to throw people at you until I get your attention. And so uh, from that, the book was created. My life evolved. I met a beautiful lady that I made my wife uh, three and a half years ago, and my life changed forever. But the story is what, what God does and when God does it in his time. And for you, I believe that, you know, your life has been elevated to a place where 
in our book, what we try to get people to do is to take all the sources available. And, and part of our segment of, of what we're doing is building some businesses. And the, and the title of those businesses is called Going All In. Like, I would encourage you and our readers and our listeners that, hey, like, I hear people all the time, they're going to go on a diet, they're going to lose weight. Well, they just decide to eat right, but they don't exercise. I want our readers, our listeners, to take it in all at once. Take every source that God has made available to them, put it in their life, digest it, and see what comes out. Not waste a year, not waste two days, not waste a moment. I want them to go all in. And for you, what I see is you've been elevated, like, like you went to a different level. You were already all in, but I believe that what we bring is those sources to take you to another level. I know you haven't given up on your dream to be on the PGA Tour and be playing every week. And that's where the sweet spot is. And I, I don't think that you've had the advantages that I think we can help you with. And that's part of what we're doing here at, at Be The Lead is, is helping those that have a story take their story to a bigger platform. And you've been given a platform. We want to enhance that platform and go forward with you on our team. What does that sound like to you today? <laughs> Sounds great. <laughs> so you're Definitely all in. like that. You're all in. I'm all in. Awesome. Awesome. So good to have you today. It's been a complete pleasure to meet you and your family. And you are exactly what I thought you are. And it's been a blessing to have you today. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Awesome. Thanks for listening. Find more resources on be the lead.me.